My name is Ryan, and I'm an agorist. Today we are talking about the memory hole. Censorship has been in the news a lot lately. You've probably heard it mentioned in relation to Donald Trump. Last week, Twitter and Facebook and a number of other online platforms permanently suspended his accounts. It's pretty wild, but at the same time, there's a lot more worth talking about than just one person losing their Twitter account. In the past, censorship has taken many forms. Originally, it involved physically stopping people from speaking, either with violence or threat of violence. Then when paper came around, it involved physically destroying scrolls or books or whatever you had the stuff written on. In George Orwell's classic 1984, he imagined a future where censorship happened by people physically, literally taking newspapers and, and cutting out the offending parts, and then shoving them down something called a memory hole, where they were burned up and destroyed forever. Today, we've experienced decades of near-free spread of information. The internet has been incredible for that. But now people are realizing that the same tools which were so incredible for the proliferation of information, can also be used for the mass censorship of information. In the past, censorship always involved a lot of work. It involved somebody leading a campaign to censor something. It involved getting thugs to carry it out. They would have to physically find the people that were causing the trouble and physically find the offending materials that they wanted to censor, and then they had to physically dispose of them. Today, censorship happens at the push of a button, it doesn't matter whether the contraband information comes from powerful government officials or just regular people like us. For better or for worse, the internet has become the public space. It's where we make friends. It's where we interact. It's where we keep in contact with family. And more and more, it's becoming where we get our work done. This combination of censorship becoming so easy and our lives moving to such a large extent online has created a problem worth talking about. While censorship used to involve trying to get rid of a few people or books, we now risk instantly having huge portions of our life ripped from us without any warning and with no recourse. I experienced this personally with a Facebook group. It was a group of us who met online, we became friends, and we interacted online. We built real relationships and even businesses along the way. We shared births and deaths and countless prayers. Yet on our fourth anniversary, just a few days before the 2020 presidential election, it was gone. They accused us of the vague crime of violating community standards. The thing is, our group wasn't the only one. Millions of people are losing years of their lives to big tech censorship. Donald Trump is only one drop in that ocean. This goes beyond politics and the tired arguments over public versus private censorship. The source material for history is being literally ripped from us. Opposing voices are disappearing without any recourse. In an age where we thought that information would be unstoppable, we're watching the historical narrative be shaped in real time. Let's not pretend that Donald Trump didn't use Twitter as his primary venue for making public statements. Now when people look back at his words, they'll have to go to third-party sources, backups of what used to be his words on Twitter. In a few years, when you share quotes from his tweets, people will say, yeah, but how can you be sure that he actually said that? What will remain are the incessant fake news articles, which paint Donald Trump as a hopeless tyrant and anybody who doesn't hate him as brainwashed Q people. While you still can, I'd highly suggest you do whatever you can to back up your online data. 
It's very easy to download all of your data from Facebook and Twitter. At the very least, get a copy of your own data before it's ripped from you. Don't let your posts, your history, your interactions be memory hold. And going forward, now is a great time to stop and consider where we're sending our data. If our lives can be so easily censored on these platforms, then maybe we shouldn't rely so heavily on them. Take control of your life and your online data. Don't let yourself be memory hold. This is Technoagorist, episode 50. This is an MLGA Network original podcast. Find more great content at mlganetwork.com.